All right, good morning. Good morning. And we got our, a bigger crew today. I love it. Um, last night on our podcast, you know, I have a philosophy podcast. It's chiropractic. And we're reading D.D. B.J. Palmer's last book from 1961, Palmer's volume number 39, Our Masterpiece. And I, I went crazy with all the, the notes that I'm taking in this. And I got to one part. And it's so poignant for all of us. And in our morning readings that we do before we, we do this, it was right on target. And so serendipity, we're in the flow of the universe. Everything is perfect. We're in divine light as we move through this day and every day from this point on and in the past as well. Okay? So we know we're flooded with that divine light. I know it in my heart, and it is so. So on page 30, B.J. Palmer, up to this point, it's been amazing. B.J. Palmer has been talking about the spiritual nature of chiropractic, but also the trusting from within. And this is where he says on the bottom paragraph on page 30, suppose when D.D. Palmer adjusted Harvey Lillard in 1895 and restored his hearing, he had hesitated, questioned in his mind what he had accomplished and debated whether he had better uh, have some independent researchers, neurologists, physiologists, etc., quoting Al Adams, investigate his theory and pass judgment whether his discovery would be proclaimed and advocated by him. Suppose D.D. Palmer in 1895 had debated, questioned, meditated, and invited in outside research teams with the assistance of competent electronic technicians and other qualified personnel who would be called to in be called in where necessary to have them investigate how and why Harvey Lillard had his hearing restored pass judgment upon its reality authenticity whether it was a delusion of that part of the part of DD Palmer and or Harvey Lillard as to whether this was the, the one of those unknown and unexplained miracles before he begun to promulgate and teach what he had, what he had what he had to students excuse me teach what he had to students i got tongue tied already this morning think about that that's what we're talking about am i doing it right is this the right thing i've got to call 50 people ask everybody's opinion and you know you have the people 99% of the people are going to poo-poo the idea. It's happened to me so many times. You let the cat out of the bag too quickly. Sigafoos used to also tell us the same thing. Let your energy culminate. Once you have that clear and solid picture and you have a solid foundation, then you bring other people into the dream and make the dream bigger, but you only bring in the dreamers. If we very often, and I found myself also seeking out the naysayers to talk me out of things in the past, right? You talk me out of it. My wife will talk me out of anything, trust me, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I guess that's what wives are for, also to bring us down to earth. Um, and husbands, right? And boyfriends or whatever, girlfriends. So ultimately, you know, we're looking at building the energy for ourselves and the success that we want in life. I want this, this, and this. That's success to you, right? What might be wonderful for me is not the reflection of what you should have or you should have or you should have or anybody. Really, it comes from within. 
And a lot of the guidance we've had are maybe something we're trying to please our mother from the past. We don't even know it. For me, my father and my mother, we always pushed us to do more, which means we never did anything right. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not that they were bad people. It's just that that, that was the way they were taught. More, more, more. Do, 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 do. You're not doing anything right unless you're doing it the best, and then it's probably not going to get recognition for it, right? Because you're supposed to do it that way. That's the way my family was, all right? I'm trying not to be that way with my children, and I find myself, or myself, actually. Let's look at the child within me, okay? I pull back at those times. I do try and do my best every single time. It's one of the four agreements, right? I do my best sometimes. It's better than others. But in that moment, I did my absolute best, and I know that I did. Culminating that energy of our best and who we are and what we're supposed to be, that's where we're stepping out of the illusion of what the world expects us to be. A lot of times you have people move to a, another country, and some people immediately, it seems like they walked right into success so easily, right? Or you hear of somebody, oh, it's like winning the lottery to them. But ultimately, that person usually has worked hard and tirelessly years before the moment that it seemed like it was instant, instant success for them, you know? And very often, lottery winners, if you didn't know, lottery winners, there's, you know, suicide rates and they die penniless and all sorts of things because they aren't prepared to have that level of wealth. They weren't prepared for it. Some people are. Most of them. There is there is a huge track record. If you read any of the statistics, yeah, I read it. Yeah. yeah, not everybody's buying their their house on HGTV. The you know the millionaires. You don't see the ones that won the two billion. You know what I mean? Right. We had a billionaire here in in, uh, in Melbourne Beach. Someone won nearly a billion dollars, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I think that's absolutely amazing. So ultimately, though, looking at keeping our energy alive within ourselves first until it's fully birthed that beautiful energy you know what it is you've written it down you've commanded it to happen you know in every cell of your being it is to be true before you bring anyone else into the fold those are the lessons i've been taught that was from bj palmer i've never read that before that's in our chiropractic philosophy and before that it was all about spirit and healing and the transformation comes from within inside of us but what happens when we have doubt, right? It smushes it. It smushes it. It smushes it. And there's times we have to, you know, with, you know, weigh our pros and cons, right? We got to weigh things out. Well, it might not be the time for that. The positive vocabulary I don't put in there is I can't afford that right now. And switching to that vocabulary, it's not quite the right time for this right now. There's a big difference in that what the, we're saying to our water, right? I posted a Massimo Moto. It doesn't seem like no one sees those when you do, when I share it from someone else's page. From Massimo Moto, I posted it today about our water. And it's such an amazing thing. He posted, I think it was something about, there were, you know, uh, this one was about prayer and they, you know, uh, changed the water molecule. And in, their, in his book, The Healing Messages of Water, you know, they put the dirtiest water from the Fujihara Dam is the most polluted water in Japan. And it was disgusting. They looked at the molecules under the microscope. And then they put it under a monas uh, monastery where there was prayer and energy and all those beautiful things going on there. Took it out, 
looked it under an electron microscope again, and it was a beautiful shape of this amazing water molecule changed from positive vibes, right? They've done it with um, just a sticker that says love on the outside in multiple languages. Yeah, they've done it with Japanese, English, French, and all different languages. And it changes the shape of that water molecule. They also put hate, anger, self-doubt, all these. They put Hitler and Mother Teresa. Shouldn't be in the same sentence, but they look so beautiful separately. His looked ugly and disgusting. And then hers was just absolutely beautiful, like the shining light. I say go and look at those things. So as we're saying things to our own water from within, we're creating that physiology. As if we say it outside of our mouths, I'm not enough, if I only had this, if I was better at that or better looking or had this or had that, what we're doing is creating that in our physiology. And I'm not immune to it. I work on it every single day myself all oh, this or whatever, just saying to myself, I'm doing it less and less because I practice it for all of us to go out and practice it. So today, I'm, and I started actually last night writing again of the steps to my goals, right? The goals are one thing. We talked about this before, having our big dream. We're going to do this in an eight adjusting workshop in May, okay? Creating our biggest dreams, the mansion you want on the top of the hill with the most beautiful view. Me is all about the view. I almost don't care about the house. I need a view. I really do, you know? The view. I I don't care if it's a little house, big house. I want a view. So last night, and then there's what what our goals are. Right now, it might be finding the perfect apartment, right? The place to live, the car I need, or the goals I set for my career, my life, whatever it might be. And then it's the steps to those goals. Okay, how am I going to get there? We can sit and meditate on it and visualize it. That's one good step. I see it happening. I'm creating it from the fourth dimension to this third dimension. From the non-physical to the esoteric, from the, esoteric, from the ether into the physical third dimension, right? Then what's the next step for that? I keep speaking those words. This is what I have. This is where I am. Um, uh, Reverend Cho, we've read this in the past in our morning meetings, and it's called The Fourth Dimension. He was a pastor in, uh, in Korea, and he had, you know, never had a bicycle, doesn't have, barely a place to live. And he said, I see, oh, and oh, he uh, visualized a desk first. Oh, at my desk, I'll write the greatest sermons. I see that desk coming to me. It's a beautiful, you know, red mahogany, gorgeous desk with lots of drawers and gold uh, leaf on it. And I could feel the wood and the smoothness of it. I can see the design. And he spoke the words of it. In a poor village in the middle of nowhere in Korea. One day someone says, hey, I have this desk. I have no use for it. I might be, you know getting the story a little bit wrong but you get the gist would you like this beautiful desk and it was the same desk he was asking for 
the next one I'm going to bring my ministry to the next town I'm riding this beautiful yellow bicycle I see it right the wheels are 24 inches the handlebars are like this I can see the seat I can feel it under my butt I can feel the pressure on the pedals when I pedal it I could feel the wind in my hair. I could smell the flowers as I'm riding it. All the details to put it from in the fourth dimension, creating it within and bringing it out into current time consciousness. And someone said one day, hey, I have this beautiful bicycle. My cousin can't use it anymore. Would you like it? So, you know, and all those stories. And then he built one of the biggest ministries in the world, actually. And, you know, all this... He saw it happening before it was happening, right? It was already in his mind to be true. That's the story of the fourth dimension. That's the work that we're doing as well in here. We're visualizing ourselves in our most successful state and where we want to be in life, the steps to get there, knowing it's going to happen. Sometimes those, might, those steps might lead us down a path that we innately know, okay, I've got to change it, abandon maybe this step, put my energy and focus on maybe in the other ones. Because we can't do it all, and actually innate will guide us to the best path that might not always seem like the right way. And Sigafus always said this, and Pasquale used to say this as well, it might not seem right at the time. Because you realize everything that has gotten you, all the heartache, the hardships, the BS, the happiness, the great things that happen, the love, the excitement, the thrills. It's the bad stuff and the good stuff that led us into this moment. There is no going back. I had a good friend who used to say, I'd never press rewind. And he was, in, you know, fatally ill. And eventually his, his life passed. But as he was going through sickness, I was adjusting him. And he said, I would never press rewind. I'll never press rewind. He said it to me all the time. And that simple way, in his southern accent, really hit me hard so much. And this is 20-something years later. I just remember his accent saying, I'll never press rewind. And for years, he was agonizing in pain as he was passing. But the pain wasn't important. He lived the life of his dreams, no matter how long it was. I think that is amazing. That is what wellness truly is. No matter how the body is actually functioning, it's in between the ears, right? That's the important factor. So creating this life of our dreams, I think that'll be the title today. The creating the life of our dreams, it's work. It's effort. It's changing bad habits. And I'll digress just a moment. I went to a workshop with T. Harv Eckert, and he wrote the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, okay? I went to a workshop with him, and it was a lot of fun. And the one thing that I remembered, and I don't like doing it, I never really did, it's, it's negative reinforcement. And everybody got a rubber band, and when you think a negative thought about yourself, you smack yourself on the wrist. I'm not really like that, you know? I'd rather just pinpoint it, let it go. Might come up a few more times, let it go again. I keep working on it, it gets easier and easier. But if that's right for you, and it's right for a lot of people, Maybe taking one of those little trigger changers, right? Why do I do this? Why am I going in the refrigerator? Last night, last night I couldn't sleep because I was writing so much. I'm like, why am I going in the refrigerator? I'm not hungry at all. What's my trigger? 
is that I was a little bored actually, and I, you know, I'm eating honey, and you know, my spoon's in the jelly jar, and the, eating out of the refrigerator. I'm like, I really don't need this at all, and I'm not really satisfied from it. It didn't really bring me any joy. I'm actually just bored. Go to bed. All right, go to bed. I went to bed, but I did have a little jelly still. It's good. Well, what was that trigger? Is that boredom? And I've, you know, taken that back to when I'd get home from school. I'd be bored, there's nobody around, my parents worked, I'd go in the refrigerator and eat and just sit at the TV. You know, when I was a child, that's what I did. I admit it. So I take it all the way back to then, I was really just bored, and let me change that cycle. So today I change that cycle, even though I've labeled it before, I label it again, okay, I don't have to do it anymore, right? Some people, you know, that's where some of their big problems are. I'm eating because I'm bored or I'm sad or I'm lonely. It happens. Eating when I'm happy. That's a really big one, right? People forget about that one too. So this is all about loving ourselves enough to know that we are abundant. We have all the abundance of the universe right at our fingertips. Today is the day. It's an amazing day. I feel blessed to be all with all of you. I couldn't wait to bring my little part in all these wonderful things that we have to share this morning. I had a meditation. I was like, ah, I got to get this part out. Well, I hope you got a little out of that. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Okay. Have an amazing day. The, the illusion of outside world. Um, Sigafus trained us in that and talked about it. Uh, Pasquale talked about it. That the world outside is an illusion. There is, if we notice when there was economic... Uh, problems, you know, the stores were more full. People are spending money, they're out. Um, through the, the pandemic, any business owner, most of them say it's been their record years they've ever had. And, you know, it's the news and the outside world that wants to program us with the junk of the outside. That's how they get people to watch, to stimulate your neurology. Who knows or who cares who's paying them what to say? That's not up to us. We can have all sorts of theories. It doesn't matter. It's a fictitious world. The world is mostly healthy. Not everybody's dying. The world is economically balanced. We have the economy, our bodies, our, our uh, wallets. We can go out and make some money. We can go out and earn our life. And we can also pay for our food and pay for our clothes, what have you. Is going up and going out and leaving that behind if those are the binds that tie us, we're going to get stuck in that world. And we have a lot of people that are stuck in the news channels. There has not been any different news for three years now, really, leading up to this and before, or even years before that. There's been no news. If, someone, if there is somebody that hurts someone else 500 miles away, you can't change that, right? Why are they showing it to me? to stimulate a response. There was, in the town I live in, there was a big thing about this being the, the safest, one of the safest towns is Indian Harbor Beach, I think, or Indian Atlantic, safest towns in America to live in. And then, you know, weeks later is they, they show all the crime stuff. And there's very little crime to show. All of it was just, it was ridiculous. We can't change the world. We can't change someone else. And I was, uh, I remember Sadhguru Yagi Vasudev. We did an intensive with Sadhguru. It was a guru. 
And one of the things he said, you can't be responsible for someone else. Yes, your children, you're responsible for your children, but I can't change what's happening in Bangladesh. I can't personally change what's happening in Russia or wherever it might be in this world. I have to really focus on who I am. I can help others. People come into this office and they want me to change them. Ultimately, it's for them to change. I can't change you. You have to do the work yourself. It might be horrible, the, the road that you got to go on for healing and transformation and change where we're really meant to be. But that rocky road, Job went through it, right? At the end, he was more prosperous than ever. And it was hell that he went through. But we don't always know what God has in store for us to change. So each day is really how we can be better so we can serve others. And I mentioned this book a lot. It's called the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. It's a combination of the book of Tibetan, uh, the, the Tibetan Book of Living and the Tibetan Book of Death. So it's the combination of the two. And really is how you live this life today determines how you live this life tomorrow. So each day being a life, and even a death at night when we sleep, and then we're reborn tomorrow <coughs> into a beautiful new life, how we live the day before determines how we live today and the consciousness of, of those around us. So today I go in peace, I go in love and harmony for myself first. Because how I am projects to other people, but it's up to them to make the change. I can't take responsibility. If they didn't do it, I had a gentleman the other day, I wish, I wish his a little more effort and time would be put into helping him get better and his uh, shoulder issue or whatever it was, but it's not up to me for healing. It's up to his body. So when he said he's going for surgery, I gave him a blessing and the blessing for the surgeon because it's not for me to take away hope and say, I want you to stay here. It's not about me, right? You've done what you should do. You've made that choice. God bless you. The hands of the surgeon are guided by a spiritual realm, by God. You're going to be healed and healthy, and I'll care for you as soon as you're ready. It's not up to me the decisions people make. Ultimately, even with our children, there's a point where we have to let go, right? It's not an easy thing. I'm still letting go with myself and my mother. Right. I try and make decisions for my mother, who's elderly. And uh, she can't make all her decisions herself. But there's times I have to just step back instead of trying to force and be at ease. So life is all those challenges of letting go. Today is my day. I let it go. Amen. Thank you. Amen.